if you have a rounding issue in your web shop compared to your ERP, then if you have a B2C order, it's a small amount. So it's maybe one cent you miss out there. But if you have an order with a large amount, then yeah, it can be 10, maybe 100 euros per order that you miss out because of the rounding precision. Hello and welcome to a new episode of B2B e-commerce integrated. My name is Arno, Chief Product Officer of Sana Commerce, and in this podcast I'm interviewing the most important people in B2B e-commerce, our IT folks. So before we jump into this interview, if you have enjoyed listening to previous episodes, please leave a review and rating so you will help your peers to find the content better and easier. Today I have with me Mariette Doosje, independent consultant specialized in B2B e-commerce ERP and supply chain optimization. So welcome, Mariette. Mariette, can you please explain to our listeners more about your background? Yes, of course. Yeah, I started around the millennium as a web designer to make internet sites for companies. And during the years, I had uh, several roles for different companies from designer to project leader to consultant. And the past two years, I started my own business in e-commerce. Wow. Yeah. So already from the beginning, so yeah, the millennium, that was a long time ago. Yeah. From the beginning, you were interested in IT, actually first on the design side and later on more to uh, to consultancy. So yeah, we know each other, I think, from the past, from when you were working for GAC, yeah, right? One of the, yes. uh, let's say, biggest Microsoft Business Central or uh, Microsoft NAV back in the days partners in the Benelux area. I think we did many e-commerce or b2b e-commerce projects doing so together yeah that's right yeah for 15 years i think almost eh? exactly and and now you started indeed your own business so yeah your experience let's say with b2b and and san i i explained already a little bit with gac but in general what was what kind of projects did you do what kind of experience did you had back in the days yeah a great variety of projects from b2b b2c b2x shops yeah, for the production companies, for wholesale companies, fashion industry. So great range of projects, different kind of products, etc. So yeah, quite a big variety. Big variety. Yeah, I think yeah one of the interesting things uh, for the listeners, I think uh, GSC or now I, th- I think that's been taken over by or merged with Broad Horizon. Huh? So now it's one. It's of still the, uh, GAC name. Yeah, the name is still GAC indeed, but it's one of the biggest companies, but also early adopters. I think they were, let's say, actively pushing B2B e-commerce to their customers as a product in their portfolio in comparison with others, right? So they were, I would say, really front runners. And, and yeah, we have, we have done many, many projects together. And indeed, what you mentioned, B2B, B2C, so you were doing, and you have seen both, but most of the B2B stuff, I think, was back in the days with, with Sana, but now you have, as an independent consultant, you have experience with other platforms as well can you maybe elaborate a little bit on that yeah i also implement shops in shopify or make interfaces with other shops woocommerce or and that's almost always b2c site b2b is yeah for me it's uh, almost always a sana commerce platform yeah so and, and that's i think a very interesting topic right because everybody is saying or claiming say yeah all every 
let's say vendor has integrations, right? But there is, let's say how we see the world, there's a difference between synchronization or integration or interfaces and what we call ERP, ERP integration, eh? or let's say the integrations deeply, how we with Sana are yeah, building that or supplying that to our customers. So what is in your opinion, the difference, or let's talk a little bit about, yeah, explaining the differences or where the differences are. Yeah, there's sometimes a misunderstanding what is an interface and what is an integration. That's because it's very technique and complex part. It is difficult to describe, but if you can imagine that, especially for B2B companies, they have large orders. They have a great variety of products, a lot of customers, a lot of different customers, and also customer-specific prices, discounts, VAT rules, everything that comes with a real business-to-business company. And that makes it a flat interface, not enough for yeah for a B2B company. It's maybe if I listen carefully to you, and it's the complexity and actually the difference between B2B and B2C, right? We are focusing on B2B. And let's say most interfaces that are being supplied out of the box are mostly focused on B2C, you know, like... But maybe first talk a little bit to, let's say, explore this problem or to, to get more information about, okay, what's now exactly the difference is the difference between B2B and B2C because you have mentioned already a couple of things. I, I hear you saying, hey, let's say with, with B2C, it's most of the time many customers, just many or a couple of products, depends if you are a brand or, or a retailer, but most of the time you're selling some time, most of the time one or twice or yeah, if you build a relationship with a customer and hey, they are ordering a couple of times per year, I think you're doing a great job. But that's it's most of the time with B2B, it's a different story, right? You have many different, or let's say the orders are bigger in terms of the amount of items somebody is purchasing, right? It's maybe 10, hundreds. I think you have even seen thousands of lines, right, in your uh, in your career? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's also, that is sometimes the problem or underestimation already because B2B shop needs for the performance and for mm-hmm. calculations of prices need uh, some larger capacity yeah. than a B2C shop. For yeah, exa- it's in a different area indeed yeah, yeah so you yeah, so indeed where maybe for b2c it's more about you need capacity or or compute power optimizations in handling a lot of traffic yeah and that needs to convert to maybe to orders yeah hopefully that's that's the business of course the goal and with b2b it's actually yeah probably much less traffic and hey? maybe some of b2b business i know they have let's say a couple of users per day or yeah. let's say a couple or Maybe they have a thousand. But, but it's it's thousands of euros that goes along with it. Thousands or yeah. millions of euros indeed, because one order can be already, or dollars, it can already be, you know, 20, 30,000 euros or dollars per time, right? So that's, exactly. that's already a big difference. Yeah. So I think we are getting here somewhere is that indeed with the difference in B2B versus B2C, there is also in the technology needs already a difference. And then you can never say, yeah, we have integration because most of the time they mean or they think they understand it and it's and it's about yeah integration what's mostly optimized for consumer scenarios yeah yeah you see it back in an example of rounding price rounding mm-hmm. if you have complexities in that area yeah yeah mm-hmm. if you have a rounding issue in your web shop compared to your ERP then if you have a B2C order it's a small amount so mm-hmm. it, it's maybe one cent you miss out there 
But if you have an order with a large amount, then yeah, it can be 10, maybe 100 euros per uh, order that you miss out missing. because yeah. of the rounding precision. Yeah, so maybe for the listeners that do not really follow it, it's a technical term, but rounding precision or, or let's say issues in, in rounding, it's it's happening a lot, I think, in, in computer science or at least in systems that you want to integrate. So it's about if you're calculating or uh, multiplying stuff, etc., you get at some point in time rounding issues and you need to deal with that. So you can actually, if you do the calculation in system one, for example, in an e-commerce system, and you're doing the same calculation in an ERP system and they are tweaked or configured or developed in a different way, how to handle these, let's say, roundings of numbers, you can get a difference. And what that means is that if, for example, the store is, yeah, for example, rounding down instead it needs to be up or other way around, yeah, it can have sense of difference And for a consumer order, let's say. So, okay, you miss a cent per order, maybe not a big deal. But if you're ordering 10,000 or 100,000 of a certain item, and you know, then indeed it can lead up to, to quite some differences. And I think, yeah, you mentioned this because you have seen this or actually... A couple of times, yeah. Yeah, a couple of times. So that's actually complexity. Nobody's talking about that, but that's, yeah. that is interesting that you mentioned. So let's talk a little bit more about complexity in B2B e-commerce. And because also, for example, pricing, I'm always... I think that's the simplest sample that you can give. But if you have, for example, you have 50,000 items that you're selling for 5,000 customers, uh, you end up already with 250 million pricing rules that if every customer has a single price, but do not even mention if you have, for example, certain combinations for a customer or different, how to say that, campaigns or and so it, it can lead up to hundreds of millions of lines that you need to synchronize between systems. Yep. A discount over discount, that kind and of... And that is difficult, I think, to, or at least what we see, and it's difficult to yeah, to keep a line between these systems. And that's why with SANA, we do that in a different way. We make sure that we are doing, not transferring all that information or logic. We are calculating that in the ERP where it's already there, right? It saves a lot of time and, and trouble. We have we have mentioned that many times, but it's interesting that we are going in a bit more detail. So any other things or let's say samples that you have in complexities or B2B companies that are going online, or shall we move on to another topic, which is more talking about uh, the projects or how to you know, deal with this and how you can avoid all this kind of stuff? Yeah, well, your first question is about the challenging uh, when you start a new project and mm-hmm. you see more often that an interface is forgotten yeah. a little bit. People think, oh yeah, well, everything will integrate automatically. But at the end of the project, it seems like, oh, they find out that there are some things that don't work that way or that they had thought before. Mm-hmm. So yeah. In that case... So they do not have... So you're actually mentioning when you're starting B2B e-commerce or an e-commerce, let's say, project, they forget about this whole, let's say, piece of the pudding or this whole thing of the project. Just say, okay, yeah, we do not estimate it. We do not prepare for it, etc. They just say, no, the web store needs to look nice. It needs to have product. It needs to have beautiful branding. It needs to go online fast. But they forget about... Yeah, what will actually happen when you place an order or if you want to calculate an order, right? Exactly, yeah. I had uh, once a customer called me and he said, 
Oh, hey, Mariette, we went online with our webshop and yeah, we noticed that uh, others aren't in our ERP system. Uh, can you uh, take a look what is happening? I say, oh, of course. And then, yeah, I found out that there was no interface. So yeah, the others <laughs> never could uh, come in the ERP at the first place. So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, quite... <laughs> that's quite a story, yeah. So they, yeah. they went online, they were actually gathering money. They were they actually selling stuff, but they, they thought, okay, yeah, that will just happen by magic, let's say. So if you... And then we can just, you know, ship it or yeah. we can handle it just by magic. So yeah, they, the party that the webshop implemented uh, told, yeah, it's just a standard interface standard is there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that standard as, as they thought it would be. So as they thought, yeah. Yeah. No, it's often missed, yeah, indeed. And uh, I th- of course, it depends on the maturity of the company. Have yeah. you are, depends if you're first-time B2B e-commerce or maybe second or third generation. Yeah. Then I think you have seen the different uh, aspects of it. But as you mentioned, you're still seeing quite some projects that actually that you are being asked to help and that they never thought about that this should be part of your project. Yeah. And then yeah. you guide them. Yes, yeah, so I think that is great. And actually then, then you're helping these companies, which is uh, which is good. And actually we, we surveyed this in one of the investigations we did lately. We, we surveyed over a thousand IT managers or directors. And what they mentioned is that with implementing new solutions 37 percent of their budget is actually being spent on integration i think these are the ones that we have interviewed they know this or they have a little bit and they have already second or third generation so can you imagine even the the ones that do not know about this or forgot about it or do it later in the stage so i think then even this number will rise and that was actually surprising to me that yeah so much money is being spent on something which is being done over and over again yeah and which can be at least in the niche we are supporting, Microsoft and SAP, can be a Kickstarter because we have done this work for you over the past 10 years, did a lot of R&D, making sure that this just worked. And yeah, you can save 37% of your budget or most of this part is it's been taken care of with the products we are supplying, right? So, yeah. but even if you're not choosing Fusana, then it's still a great tip that you, if you start a new project, at least like you're planning for design, if I understood you correctly, like you're planning for design, like you're planning for maybe functionality, yeah. And other goals you want to achieve, you also need to think about the integration and the backend, right? Exactly. And also check, is it a standard interface, real standard standard? and Or is mm-hmm. it a custom interface that has to be built? Because custom interfaces can be a headache for IT managers. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a custom interface, then your business central environment is upgrading. Every time Microsoft pushes an upgrade through and then every time you have to check, is the interface okay? Is there not, uh, no problem? But also, if there is a problem, you have multiple parties to check. Hey, we see the interface doesn't work. Can you check? And then they say, oh, no, it's not our webshop. Then you come to the ERP uh, party and they say, oh, no, it's mm-hmm. not in the ERP. It must be the interface. And then, yeah, you are yeah. a lot of time away. And, uh, yeah, it is just a headache because, yeah, it's uh, your front end. Your orders, if they don't come true, then you miss out your... Yeah, customers are waiting for their products, yeah, right? So, yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So Yeah, and, and for B2B, I think that's crucial because that will damage the relationship and so on and so on. Yeah. And let's take a pause and, and let's say digest this a bit because it's, I think it's very interesting what you mentioned. So uh, custom interfaces that you, I think everything has APIs on both sides. But still, if you build these custom interfaces, yes, they you know they need to work according to these contracts so that they keep you know this more or less stable at least in certain releases 
But still, practically, when you're working with these projects, if changes are made on one side or on another side, they are not endlessly working, right? It's technology, it's constantly evolving, especially now in the era of SaaS, you know, that software as a service continuously pushing updates. We are doing that, but Microsoft and SAP also in their cloud ERPs and new versions are doing that. It's it's a constant, let's say, evolution of these systems. And yeah, you need to make sure that these things keep working, right? And that's, I think, also one part that IT managers or people involved in B2B e-commerce are forgetting about and that it will it's also taking a lot of maintenance time or monitoring and is actually also something which why we make the product like we are doing it right so i think that's a very nice example and and then you have i think standard interfaces something you customly developed and maybe then elaborate a little bit more on what we are having with sana because i think that's also and maybe still a little bit going back to the discussion okay what is an interface what is an integration and what is erp integrated e-commerce like we are doing with sana i believe there are two things important here so it's just the technical integration so making sure the apis are there and that's that you have something but we also call something which is which we call functional integration and with functional integration we mean it actually functionally works as well with the changing environments with the changing requirements that every customer has different requirements, obviously. And what we have done with all this experience from the past year, we have built flexibility on both sides and a lot of other things, but let's start with flexibility. So for example, okay, field mapping, what fields to use for what, right? Sometimes people are using the second address field for something else than the second address line, right? right? Or these practical things are happening a lot. Or it's about, let's say, performance, because what you mentioned, order volumes can be big. So that's also what we have, you know, put a lot of R&D in in making sure that we can handle or actually configure how the ERP and how e-commerce should behave based on the customer's scenario. You know, is it large order volume with a lot of lines or is it, you know, a lot of frequent orders, small amount? You know, you need to, the system should behave differently and the integration should behave differently. So all these details, these nuances, I think that is what differs us from, let's say, mainstream e-commerce that is just supplying beautiful interfaces, beautiful integration, but mostly optimized for consumer scenarios, a high frequency, small amount, and a small complexity. Exactly, yeah. And you miss out uh, the customer-specific prices because uh, a calculation, exactly. what, what you do in the ERP with yeah. uh, price, uh, customer-specific, with discounts, and and so on, and True. so on. And it's not only me saying that, right? It's yeah. Gartner, Forrester as well, right? I think, and also other podcasts. Yeah, It's maybe the, the, the holy trinity of, let's say, B2B e-commerce, price, stock, and transaction, that needs to be real-time in some way or that needs to be at least coming from a system of record or a system that can handle that complexity because at least these three things, because moving it over the data or keeping it in sync between systems is just a very hard thing to do. Yeah, you get errors. You have more maintenance around Mm -hmm. such an interface. It can be a choice, but you have just, you can have so many maintenance around one interface if, if it doesn't work properly so yeah yeah so you have seen it managers struggle a lot because that's i think what's happening yeah. right the store is not functioning or not functioning well it's slow or it is having not you know, the right data in terms of pricing. yeah they are calling you yeah and then yeah <laughs> go and check where it goes wrong i mean and it can be everywhere 
Because mm-hmm. uh, with an interface, you have both sides. You have API on the webshop side, but you, you have also the side of the ERP. And sometimes it's yeah. more complex and you have also a PIM solution or other solution and it gets complexer and complexer and complexer. And then after all, nobody knows if something goes wrong, then where to search for the, the yeah. problem. That's also often difficult, right? Monitoring is lacking or, or yeah. troubleshooting the tools that you have around these topics is also yeah maybe that's an interesting we are not going in that detail maybe that's interesting for another, <laughs> for another, for another time topic. Yeah. but that's interesting as well right yeah. so if something is going wrong how to f- figure out where the solution is yeah you actually gave me an idea on another yeah, topic okay for another nice <laughs> later on so thank you for that so the other part that i wanted to talk about is about b2b functionality because it's not only about integration we are focusing on b2b e-commerce and i think you have a lot of experience in yeah, bringing b2b e-commerce stores online i think maybe tens or maybe even hundred stores you have seen over the years different companies different sizes it's more hundred stores (laughs) yeah hundreds of stores yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's amazing so if you talk about functionality and also in comparison maybe with other other platforms or other solutions so at least which let's say unique b2b feature should a solution have let's say so what is really really, really necessary to run B2B e-commerce in a good way. Yeah, of course, your order history, but also mm-hmm. what comes along is pre-order history. So easily can reorder products without doing too much effort, spending too much effort in it. Okay. Then you mentioned actually it's about order history or transaction history. And not only the orders that have been placed online, but I think from a holistic view yeah. also from other channels, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Because nothing is so frustrating that you say, hey, I want to reorder something. And oh yeah, last week I was in the store, I was or, or at the distribution center, I ordered this or, you know, I, I got this ship. And uh, I want to reorder it, but it's not in my e-commerce platform or it's not in my account because I'm only seeing the online orders, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what also comes along is, yeah, it are large orders. They order uh, multiple yeah. times per week. And then after a while, yeah. they say, oh, I don't know when I ordered something. So I am going to take a look in the webshop what is open and what I have to refill. Yeah. And then, yeah, that, that's something that is really necessary in the B2B scene. Yeah, no, great that you, yeah, transactions and transaction history, order history is definitely something that both online and offline or from other channels that you need to have. Maybe other s- samples as well yeah. or something that's top of your mind. Yeah, replacements of products. If mm-hmm. something is not available, yeah, then have yeah. a replacement on your webshop. So they can order yeah. a similar product than a different brand or just maybe a little bit different size or package different or, mm-hmm. yeah, related products is something. Yeah, or replacement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so replacement, that really uh, showing something if the, the product somebody's searching for is not available. I think you do not see that a lot in, in B2C, I would say, no. right? It's, it's really a B2B thing. And I think it's just very, very important because... Yeah, most of the time for B2B, if you're ordering, you're working on a project or you're doing something, most of the time for another customer, you just want to continue, right? You do not want to get blocked. So if this particular tool is not there or this piece of equipment or this spare part is not there, you want to have something else, right? And exactly. I think, yeah, that will fit uh, also. That's uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. It should it should be accurate. It yeah. should be very accurate. Yeah. But and then that's also the the time when they are going to call if it's not available. 
then they are mm -hmm. going to call, yeah. uh, hey, I need this uh, right now. And yeah. can you uh, check for me uh, what else I can? And if uh, someone on the phone can tell them, yeah, you, you can order also this product. Yeah, then you can add this also in your system. So they know it's... Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to call. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's quicker and easier. No, exactly. And that is, let's say, more a topic on, I think, product management, yeah. product yeah. information management, making sure that your data is good. You can do that in the ERP to some extent. Yeah, these ERPs that we are supporting or the different ecosystems have this kind of functionality. But most of the time or more often you see product information management systems or or they do it in e-commerce solution to make these relations or to make sure that you have, for example, this information of replacement. And talking about you know data and product information management, maybe small sidestep, but you, you've seen, I think that's also often a big issue, right? At companies that they want to go online, but then they say, oh yeah, but we need a lot of information to share to sell something, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes also brochures or folders or images, mm -hmm. Paper, uh, catalogs, yeah. manuals mm -hmm. that that come along with mm -hmm. a product and they all want to, want to store it in the, yeah, in a web shop. Yeah, and they want to display it in the web store indeed and they but need to manage it somewhere, right? So, yeah, and most of the time that can be, um, yeah, that, that's product information management can be done in the ERP. We are leveraging that as well. We are actually, yeah, for the systems that we are doing, integrate with, for example, images, but also files that you can attach to it. We can take that automatically, but if you have your own, let's say, file storage or places that you are product information management systems, yeah, we know that the world is also bigger than only SAP and Dynamics, yeah. right? You need to look what's best fit on the landscape of the customer. So we are supporting that as well, right? And I think in the past, we have also, yeah, done projects with, uh, with product information management systems. So maybe that's an advice. Can you, so wh when actually is for you, let's say the turning point that you say, hey, I'm managing my product information in the ERP or I'm going to look for a product, a dedicated product information management system. What is often what you advise to your customers? Almost always if they have multiple languages, a mm -hmm. lot, uh, a great range of different products item yeah. uh, marks or, or attributes of just how you want to call it yeah. specifications that comes along with the product, mm -hmm. a lot of videos, images, documentation, then it's better to store it. All checkboxes that you yeah. say, if you have a couple yeah. of these, or, or multiple then stores and you don't, yeah, with multiple stores and a lot of traffic, then the mm -hmm. performance of the ERP system goes down if you have a lot of information that has to come through. So then you can better store it somewhere yeah. else and somewhere else is almost always in a product information system. Yeah, no, great. Yeah, so I think these are a couple of tips or at least some things you can check for yourself if you're listening to this podcast saying, hey, I'm, I'm maybe doubting if I need to propose a product information management system to, to my company, then these are the things that you you can check if, if that applies to you and say, hey, and then there are multiple vendors out there, right? So you exactly, can, yeah. there are cloud vendors, there are, you know, different sizes, different pricing, and also really depends, I think, on what you want to achieve. Is it just managing the product information management for primarily e-commerce, or do you also want to distribute it to other channels like still paper catalog or, or something else? Yeah, and another, another tip that comes along with that is if you have to sell that as IT manager in your company, then you can also say, yeah, use a return of investment yeah. tool to check, 
hey, the investment I do, because almost always they say, oh, it's expensive. And uh, also Mm -hmm. check what do you have to win with it? Because if a lot of customers email daily, please send me a brochure and please send me uh, a manual, then there's a lot of manual handling, which costs time. Mm Yeah, it's a, hidden, a lot of hidden costs. Hidden costs, right? yeah. But you can, with a return of investment, you can uh, add that how many times of how many hours uh, people spend on, on maintaining that mm-hmm. maintenance of a shop is used. And then you can say, okay, it costs this, but after a year or so, I have mm-hmm. my investment back. Exactly. And I think that's also something you do, right? And yeah. that you have, and you have created this calculations and based on your experience exactly. and from other all the projects that you have done yeah so i think that is that is great so yeah if you're definitely looking for calculating or making your business case work then yeah contact mariette and see calculators exactly. for you yeah right so but indeed it, i think it's focusing if you're already aware of the hidden cost and can tell that story yeah i think that is already something that is really helpful and a lot of people are forgetting about it right picking up the phone sending something manual that is for, for such a system, but also for for for, for, for payments that may be a part that you can use. But for integration, like we are supplying or if you want to make a, an integration with another tool, but making sure that you focus on it, I think you can still work, let's say, all the hidden costs to reduce that in, let's say, the order mistakes, which are there, uh, trying to avoid all yeah. those things and can make it. I think the, the business case there is very, very easy to, to create if you know the trick. Yeah, exactly. All right. So now we're anyway talking about, let's say, about maybe new software acquisition or replatforming. Do you think that IT should have a louder voice when it comes to a platform choice or when to start with B2B e-commerce in general? So and if so, what would you suggest to do? Yeah, yeah, they should really have a louder voice because yeah, if the integration isn't there, we discussed about it before, yeah. Mm-hmm then the IT manager suffers from it. He, he has to solve the problems. Yeah, if spending it, time. Yeah, spending time, but also a check up front if it fits within the rest of the systems you have. A webshop is also an application that should fit in your IT landscape. Yeah. And yeah, it is a marketing tool, but it is also an application. So... I think that sales departments, marketing departments, and IT departments should work together to build a good solution for their company. And the solution, yeah, is is more than only a piece of technique. True. It's also more than a piece of marketing. And it's also more than just yeah. some others. So, yeah. Yeah. I obviously totally agree. And I think it's nice that you explain it in your own words, because I think that is the, and it's not only us that's talking about it. I other podcasts about B2B e-commerce as well. If you work in a multidisciplinary team, that is your way to success or to lasting, long lasting success in B2B e-commerce, right? We see often B2B e-commerce projects fail if it's just only being led by marketing or only by sales or only by IT. It should be the combination and everybody should you know, be on the same mission. And if you're working together, then all the aspects are being covered and you will not step into the trap that you forget about the whole integration part, for example, in the samples that you're mentioning before. So if we summarize that a bit for today, because I think we are already almost running out of time, but yeah, time flies when you're having fun, right? So if we summarize a little bit the learnings from today, I think what really sticks was the fact that you were mentioning that, that there is a big difference between interfacing and integration. 
and the different forms of integration and how and we even went to really big you know details on the technology level on and giving a small tip of the iceberg what we are doing with sana which makes us different from mainstream e-commerce that's where this podcast is about right it's about erp integration or b2b integration and that is why we yeah why we are so super focused on it and the other thing which is important i think that you should not forget this part in you know if you are replatforming or if you are going to start with b2b e-commerce that you don't forget about the integration part like you also not forgetting about the exactly, design part yeah. right nobody forgets that <laughs> no exactly no. nobody's forgetting the design part right and we touched upon a little bit in product information management systems how that works together with erp when to take it or when not to take it and you gave some nice tips there and some other traps that you can step into so i think it was very useful for the it managers that are listening in and that want to start with B2B e-commerce or that they know that their company wants to start with B2B e-commerce or they are looking for another platform because their current platform is their mainstream e-commerce and it's just giving them a lot of pains. So maybe last two questions to end podcast for this episode is, yeah, what is your mission as a B2B e-commerce or ERP consultant? What makes you happy or Satisfied. Yeah, my mission is to optimize the uh, yeah the the web shop experience for a smooth shopping experience. Mm-hmm. So yes, optimize the chain from the front to the end. Exactly, uh, not stop at the front. End to end. It's from end to end, and that's actually pretty cool because you started with design, right? So you started at the yeah, front. Yeah, exactly. Nice and. Last but not least, what is your favorite B2B e-commerce store and why? Yeah, that must be Sarah's. That is because they are customer for a long time. Mm-hmm. For over 15 years now, I have a Sana platform. From the beginning, I was involved in the project. Yeah, Sarah's has trailers and they started... 50- Supplying of manufacturing of trailers, right? Yeah, and they started with a webshop with spare parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a while, also had a product configurator. So you can uh, configure your own trailer. And that's yeah, quite cool. So now we are doing a new uh, implementation with Sana for the newest version and also PC. So that's... A nice uh, project. Cool. Yeah, it's great to have that customer already for yeah. so long on board. So uh, yeah, maybe another candidate for an interview and next, yeah. but you were involved there heavily as well. But thank you very, very much, Marietta, for sharing all your knowledge, all the experience you have in, yeah, let's say, implementing and running these, yeah, let's say, hundreds of B2B e-commerce stores. And yeah, once again, if you like this podcast or if you like the content that we are sharing, please give it a like or a rating so that the peers can follow it or find it as well. Thank you very much. See you next time and have a nice day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.